All right. Good evening, everybody. You're welcome to Create or Die Trying with Sagat. Yes, you are on to the show today. It's a wonderful time again, and I'm so glad to be with you guys again. How was your weekend? I trust you had a wonderful weekend. And then, yes, thanks for tuning in on Instagram and on Facebook. Now, should have a price for whoever joins first, shouldn't we? It's almost as if we should get that price up and whoever tunes into the first on the on the show, okay? If we're doing that, that would actually that price would actually go to Mazi Ekediri Chuku Uabusi. Um, that will be you'll be, be like you'll be like the first person on the show today. Thanks for tuning in on Facebook. All right, guys, it's been a wonderful time. I hope you have uh, recovered from your Lagos Comic Con uh, awesomeness. Eh? Well, better get ready and get recovery uh, on fast. Recover very fast because there's more coming from the comic industry in Nigeria. All right. Now I, I don't know about you, but have you heard? Unicorn is coming. Yes. Unicorn is going to happen. That's the United Convention. The United Comic Convention is coming up later in the years in November this year. And then, not just Unicorn is coming, we have Comic Connect. And yes, better believe it, Ibadan Comic Con is going to happen still this year. So we have three more comic book events happening before the year runs out. I think, my guys, it's going to be an Awesome last quarter of the year. It's just going to be very, very awesome for the year. It's going to be an interesting thing. Now, I, I should do I should do a little bit of a plug-in in here. Who, who's, who's looking for a price? Somebody's looking for a price. Say, hey. say, what about price for first comment? Ah, wait, okay. All right. First comment or first few years to tune in. Hmm. First comments. Okay, we'll look into that as well. Our committee will be set up to look into that committee that is set up to look into that particular price giving. All right, we'll look into that. Thanks for tuning in, Olawale. All right, now um, you should watch out for this. Um, if you if you don't, let's get the kids to watch it. Continental Kiddies Show. It's on. Yes, the Continental Kiddies Show, aka CKS, shows on TVC every Tuesday and Thursday by 4.30 p.m. All right, it has lots of things, wonderful stuff for children, and it's actually local-generated content, and it's awesome. You know, we have um, scientific fact segment, we have story story, and the spelling bee comes at the corner in there, and a drawing section helped by yours truly for the young ones. Hey, you have to catch them young, right? It's the best place to do it, get them to watch that show. Every Tuesday on TBC, 4.30 p.m., and on Thursdays as well, a repeat of it on 4.30 uh, by 4.30 p.m. on Thursdays. So watch out for that and get the kids to watch that one, okay? That's an order, all right? Okay, now speaking of which, everybody that's tuning in, quite a lot of people are tuning in on Facebook. It's an interesting thing. Uh, Mazi, Olawale Ojao, uh, Dennis Okra, Goodman, Ajibadek Benga, Adiyama, Evan Shei Fasui, and Sarah Daw. Tune in. Okay, Sarah thanks for tuning in on Facebook and on Instagram. We have the first Instagram tuner, uh, Brand Planet FM, joined as well. Thank you very much, Brand Planet, for joining in. I'm waving at you as well. Okay. Now, with you guys coming in here, um, let's, let's, let's look at things straight out, okay? I'm going to just run by some things quickly. Yes, where are we now? Yeah. So, while we're talking about selling shows, I mean, I just showed you guys a little show in there about continental kids show, a show I'm, I'm part of on, on TVC. So, that goes back into exactly what we're talking about today. Um, Portfolios. You often get asked about it. We talk about it, aka you just called your CV or your show reel or your showcase or whatever it's called. You'll be looking at specific things surrounding that word, the port. 
portfolio. Perhaps it's an old, but when you Google a portfolio, you probably come up with an investment portfolio or a suitcase of some sort, a case in where things are kept. But that's not what we're talking about. Let's look at uh, the things we'll be talking about on the show today regarding portfolios. One, what exactly is a portfolio as it relates to us creative persons out there? And then why do you need one? Okay. Why is everyone asking you for it? I mean, why is it that every time you go anywhere, wherever you're talking to, they're asking you to showcase yourself, to send them a showreel, tell them exactly where they can find your work somewhere. All right. Then we'll be talking about how to build a portfolio. How do you build a portfolio? Not just building one. How do you build an awesome portfolio? How do you build one that actually gets you noticed? All right. Then we'll be talking about where the platforms and means by which you can actually get your portfolio built. Okay. Now with that, strapping your seats and let's get the show started. Okay. Now I'm going to relate something that has uh, bothered me for quite some times, um, for some time now actually. I meet a lot of creative people in places like Lagos Comic Con or other events and all that. And often people come up to me and say, oh, I'm a writer, oh, I'm an artist, or oh, I'm a digital painter, I'm this and that. And then they're not able um, to immediately tell you exactly uh, what they do. They'll be, they'll be telling you, they'll be shouting about it and telling you, oh, we do this, we do that, I, I can do this, I can do that. But when you ask them to, okay, show me your stuff, email me something you're doing, you meet an error 404. It's like failure to load, file not found situation. They just go all blank. And then the worst is you hear writers tell you, you know, I have these ideas, these writing ideas, they're all in my head, you know. I have a lot of stories up there, you know, I haven't really put anything down. And then you wonder how someone who has not put anything down calls himself a writer in a presentation. All right, this can never presents you well and does not ever really present you well, okay? So when you are in that kind of situation where you're talking to someone you would like to either impress or just show that this is what you are, present yourself, or in quotes, sell yourself as an individual, sell your skills as a person, it, it doesn't work. A portfolio will be what comes in here uh, at this point. So what exactly is a portfolio by definition? Like the dictionary definition of portfolio is buried, but the one that applies to what we're talking about today will be a light thin file case for loose sheets of paper, such as drawings and maps. That's general description. A large uh, or thin uh, flat case that contains sheets of paper with drawings or maps or photographs or other things that you want to carry along and show people, all right? It, it can also be called a set of pieces of creative work intended to demonstrate a person's ability to a potential employer. Please note that definition. A set of pieces of creative work, all right? A set of pieces of creative work intended to demonstrate a person's ability to a potential employer. Note those things uh, about the uh, pieces, creative work, demonstrate ability and potential employer. Things you should note in that definition. And it's also called a, series, a, variety, a very set of photographs of a model or actor intended to be shown to a potential employer. That word comes up again, or those two words actually, potential employer comes up in that definition. Now, when I, uh, uh, we can say that we're in, we're in the digital age and some things are different. Yes, the, the definition might actually be a little bit slightly different because we're in the digital age, but the meaning, the technical meaning is still the same. Whether you're going uh, for something that is a flat case or folder that contains pictures, or you're going to something on the internet or online, all right, they're still the same thing. The intention is to demonstrate a person's ability to a potential employer, all right? We'll hold on to that end of this, a, a, a set of creative works that is put together to demonstrate a person's ability 
to a potential or abilities to a potential employer. All right, let me let me extra let me extend that by saying the potential employer, financier, or an investor. Okay, so it goes into that level of things. So now, immediately you hear that okay, so that's what the portfolio is. You have some things in there that can be whatever. Why do you need one? I mean, like, why do you even need a portfolio at all? You're a creative person. You create. People should see your creativity only when they're giving you a job, right? Not so. Okay. Now let's look at. Using that definition, it will tell you exactly why you need to have a portfolio. First, a portfolio actually builds your work quality. It's funny. You say a portfolio is a showcase of what um, uh, you, have, you have created to demonstrate your ability to someone. But by the process of creating a portfolio, it actually helps you build your quality of work. All right? Because you're not just not doing your work uh, purposely to just uh, get a client satisfied and go on. We are trying to show your skill over and over again to improve on that skill, to show that your last project is your is not your best project. All right? It's more like you're only going to keep getting better. So you increase and improve on your quality of work when you get a portfolio put together. That's why a portfolio helps you, first and foremost. Second, a, a portfolio uh, gives an immediate evaluation of your work quality. All right? It's very much like um, the, the way you dress is the way you are dressed kind of situation when it comes to your portfolio. An immediate glance through your portfolio on any platform, any, any, any area you're putting in, gives somebody, the person looking at it, an immediate assessment of what quality of work you deliver. All right? They can see the kind of work you do immediately with the portfolio. All right? And then also this, number three, it gives an overview of your learning progress. Note that your learning progress. So they can see your work from two years ago, from last year, and from two months ago on your portfolio. All right? I mean, even if you want to go completely crazy, you can actually have a variety of things in there from way back, like 10 years ago, if you have been in the industry that long, and they make that kind of impact. You know, you can actually put those, and people can tell, uh, it, can, it can show the differences between where you were 10 years ago, five years ago, two years ago, and even a couple of months ago to now. So it's easy to give an overview of your learning progress, all right? Now, it also would include an immediate access to your achievements, okay? So somebody will be able to know how many awards you have won immediately, what kind of work uh, you have done, and how the work you have done have impacted society. Perhaps one of the things you have done, the person, the person looking at your portfolio has actually experienced that particular project away from your portfolio. It's just linked them, oh, so this is the guy that did that. Oh, that project was really nice. I didn't know it was this guy. But by seeing that, it gives them an access to your achievements immediately. Then, this is the part that actually will benefit you immediately as a creative person. Number five here, it makes decision-making easier for potential employers, partners, and financiers, and investors. All right? They don't have to call you up for a meeting. They don't call you up for review. They don't have to ask people around about what you've done and what you do. Looking at your portfolio alone is enough for them to decide whether they want to work with you or not. Okay? By simply looking through your portfolio, they will know this is our guy or no, we don't want, uh, this is not the guy we're looking for. It's somebody else we can, we can call. All right? A quick recognition out there. Uh, I did that for joined on Instagram. DJ Man, DJ Man uh, also joined and is waving. And Snow Goose Girl joined also, and Natural Con One joined. How that natural condition now, not natural con. All right, all right. Anyway, so uh, number five, as I said, your portfolio makes decision making easier 
for potential employers, partners, and financiers. If for any reason someone is looking to invest in the kind of uh, creative area you're, you're, you're in, look into your portfolio either by a suggestion or by uh, accidental encounter, can immediately tell them if you are the right guy for the money. Okay, so you're not just presenting it to impress your, your peers and even your immediate clients, but you're presenting it also to demonstrate your skills and your value to potential financiers, investors, and business partners. Okay, so it carries a lot of weight. It does a lot more than your call card can ever do that. Even maybe your, your office location, even if you have a physical address, your portfolio does a lot more. Okay, and then the idea behind your portfolio also is that it can go places where you can't go physically most times. So that means your reputation or your skills can be presented to a variety of people in places you might not even know exist right now on the planet. Okay, so that is one of the things that, that's number five out there. Number six, overall, your portfolio represents and presents you. Okay, like we just said, your portfolio will get to places where you might not be where you don't even have to be, where you might never even step foot on, but your portfolio gets there ahead of you. And it's like your reputation preceding you. If that reputation is awesome, fine. If it's not so awesome, well, you sent it forth. Okay, that's number six. And then to wrap that up, number seven says, your portfolio is like your first office. All right, and it's like your most mobile of offices. It's like your first and most mobile office because that is where people will go to look out for who you are, what you do, and all of that to see what, uh, what you're worth in terms of somebody being given a, a project to work on. Okay, now with those things that tells you exactly what you need, why you need a portfolio, I mean, why you need a portfolio, um, you need to understand that it is your selling front. Okay, if you are going to sell yourself, I'm not talking about exchanging money for yourself physically. I like if you are selling yourself your skills or your abilities to people, your portfolio stands at the front of that. Okay, and you can actually create or use any platform or any anything at all as your portfolio. It can act as your portfolio or a, a basis to build your portfolio on. Okay, now think of it as uh, preparing yourself to be chosen. All right, it's more like the opportunity meets preparedness kind of situation. You're preparing yourself for an opportunity to being selected, to being chosen. You know you're not the only one that does what you do around the entire planet. Lots of people are as creative as you, if not even more creative than you. There are a variety of people doing exactly what you do, maybe even mixing it up with some other things. So your portfolio and how you present it and how you package it is what is going to make the difference between being given that project and being overlooked for somebody else. Okay, so look at it as that. Ever heard, I mean, if you want to look at it in, a, in, a, in a, an immediate um, encounter situation, uh, yeah, I'm sure you have heard about the elevator pitch, all right? You, you, the situation where you get two minutes in an elevator with a potential financial investor or employer or client. I mean, what do you say or show to that person within two minutes that it takes from that uh, top flight to the ground floor before you guys don't get it done? I mean, how do you get your foot through the door within that two minutes? A well-prepared portfolio might actually save you in that situation. It, either it's in the form of um, a digital presentation, an email, an online platform, even a physical brochure or something that you have with you. In the elevator pitch, your brochure, your portfolio will speak a lot more for you than anything else can. All right? Think about that. Now, with all of that, so you, now you know that you need to have a portfolio. You've seen the importance of it. How do you build one? 
Okay, uh, how do you put your uh, projects on whatever? Because Lee, we know as we're talking right now, a lot of people say, oh, I have a portfolio and I, don't, I have a Facebook page, I have an Instagram account and all that. You know, I mean, how do you um, get in front? That seems to be the more important thing right now than just building a portfolio. Anyone can put pictures up on Facebook, anyone can put pictures up on Instagram or any other blog or anything. But how do you build an awesome What makes you stand out from the crowd? What puts your portfolio, what puts your name and your skill in front of the people that you want to see these things? Okay, how do you build an awesome portfolio? That one that gets you noticed. I'm sure you have heard a lot of things about it, but in all fairness, you probably um, get a lot of things out there that says, okay, this is what you need to do. Put this click on, put that in. But when you look at the basics of it, the things to do are very simple, yet often overlooked. All right, there are things that people have trouble with when it comes to putting their portfolios together. You might want to consider them as we give uh, some useful tips on how to build an awesome portfolio. Now, um, let's get something clear out. Um, with the internet, nearly everyone has access to your portfolio with a click of a button. All right, they can get anywhere. Now, the answer to standing out might be still in ideas generation. The ability to come up with an original, relevant, useful, and worthy idea. All right, Fagbenro Ibtek Ibrahim says, hello, Fagbenro, hi, thanks for tuning in. Chinwe Watse, thanks for tuning in as well. And Toluwa Lashemongumi, thanks for tuning in, Lashati, thanks. All right, now, as I was saying, the answer to standing out or being in front of being, being uh, uh, taken out of the crowd, standing out from the crowd, might still lie in doing something completely original, something relevant. I think I'll, I'll focus more on relevance than on just original because there are very few original things around. It's even harder to get something original in the world where quite a lot of things appear and happen in mixes. Okay, so creating something original, something relevant, something immediately useful, and, and a worthy idea. Was it a worthy idea, an idea that people look at beyond just your immediate skills as presenting that idea, but more about the value that that idea can generate, okay? Whether it's an advert, uh, a design, an app, an experience, a video, or even a new digital platform that you're creating that solves the problem, these are the things that matters to anybody looking at your portfolio. They look for something original, original, something relevant to them as individuals, okay? And they look for something they can immediately use, you know, a lot of times when people go on your on Facebook looking for uh, creative persons to, to select for a contract or, or not, they're looking for somebody that has done something similar to what they have done before. That makes it easier to just say, okay, see exactly what you did that last, that last project, just modify it like this and get me the same thing. So they're looking for something immediately useful. And then also people are looking for something that is worthy, an idea that is worth backing, an idea that has value, not just in the immediate, but in the future. Okay, think about that, an idea that solves a problem. These are the things that people are looking out for. So, number one thing to observe uh, while putting your awesome portfolio together, all right? Be thoughtful about what you include. That is important. A portfolio is not just, I've done this work, I've done that work, so put all the work in there. No, um, don't grab everything you've ever created. All right, don't go into your archives and dig out all your old designs and all your previous work. Don't just put everything on your page, don't put everything in that portfolio. Um, exclude anything that you're not proud of or don't think is your best work because, like we said, this is your best foot forward. This is the thing that actually showcases and represents you. So ultimately, don't put those things that you're not completely happy with. 
all right? No matter how uh, much the client loved it, if you didn't, if you don't feel it represents your best ability, do not include it in your portfolio. So be thoughtful about what you include in your portfolio. That's the first uh, tip out there, all right? That also leads immediately to the second uh, tip. Select only your strongest pieces. Whatever area, whether you're writing or drawing or digital painting or regular painting, sculpture, ceramics, whatever it is that you're trying to create a portfolio around, only show your strongest pieces. Now, the strength, not just in, uh, in terms of uh, the quality of rendering or how detailed the thing is, but exactly what value does it add and what impact did that particular project have, whether it is for you personally or for the client that you've done it for, all right? Now, this doesn't mean the strongest piece have got to be the one you did for clients. All right, it's good to include projects I did for clients, but you can also put in some self-generated ideas or some free works, all right? Now, this is where you might even realize that those work that you did a while back that are just free, the guy didn't pay you anything, you just did his pro bono and all of that. You might think that it's wasted in all, but when you look back at it now, you can boldly say you worked on that project. I was just uh, amusing while talking about this particular topic with my crew today. We, we, we discussed a particular group of people who worked on a website for an institution and they were paid in fried rice, okay? Effectively, we just actually worked on that website as one of the earliest things they could ever have done to just build that website for free. But ultimately, they got to use that particular experience of that website and the fact that that website is now added to their portfolio on the things they have worked on to get other projects. So in, in the course of talking with uh, potential uh, websites uh, uh, clients, they can say, hey, I worked on that website, even though they were not paid for it. So look, don't, don't, um, uh, don't believe to those free projects. They actually do come in handy from time to time, especially if you're just starting out as a creative uh, designer or person out there, okay? And then also some of those ideas that are just uh, your own self-generated thing, like you just thought of something, like you just want to build, uh, you just thought of a painting, you just thought of this particular ceramic or, or this prose or this story or this particular comic idea or character or this particular painting or concept, and then you illustrated it and you put it out there. Those things might actually represent you better than the work that your clients give you to do. And I know a lot of creative people out there will tell you, oftentimes your client don't pick your most creative work or your best rendered projects. The, the least um, catchy logo you design is the one the client is going to pick, all right? That, that character that you didn't like when you're putting together is the one the client is going to use, okay? So whatever it is, just know that those best works are the ones that should come into your portfolio, not necessarily the one that the client chose. I mean, there are other things that might help put that in there on this list. We'll get, we'll get to that, okay? So that's number two. Number three. Showcase, in the process of showcasing your um, strongest work, showcase your most unique and creative work, all right? So uh, there's a variety of things that are trendy, that are all over the place, people are doing this, people are doing that. It is best to show the works that makes you unique. Those work that completely takes it out of the path, that just throws everything off like, whoa, that when people see they're like, okay, that's different, that's completely off it, all right? Uh, this is that I just like, making everybody think, okay, okay, this is cool. This is completely cool. This is completely different and awesome. Put in those work that are most impacting, all right? That's number three. Number four, and a lot of people will probably say otherwise to this, go for variety, number four. Go for variety. Don't include only one form of design. 
all right? If you do website or you do illustration or you do illustration that you enter into comic book or you have a variety of styles of illustration that you work in, do not include only one style of illustration or one style of website design or one, one side of your, your, or your processes. If you're a writer, don't just include only your poetry or only um, your, your fictional writing or sci-fi write-ups. Put a mix into it. Let people know you can write romance, that you can write sci-fi, you can write comic books, you can write stage play, you can write poems, you can write quite a lot of things. Put them all together in there. Go for a variety. Show the extent of your skills. Okay? Now, this doesn't mean that everything shouldn't work together. You don't present it such a way that it looks as if it's a couple of artists that have come together or a couple of creative people that have come together to put that portfolio together. It should still look cohesive. Everything should still work. It should look like one person's work. And then this is where you might want to consider developing your own signature. All right? Uh, perhaps we'll talk about this in later uh, episodes, or, but I can mention it quickly. There's a marked difference between style and signature. Okay? A style is the way you do things. Your signature is what is included to make it decidedly your own project. Okay? With a style, some other people might copy that style. You can have other people using that style. You might even be using that style that is from somebody else. But your signature is exactly going to be yours. There will be something across your entire world of things that makes it your signature. I mean, we can look at a movie director like Michael Bay, for instance. I don't think I've seen a Michael Bay movie where nothing exploded. All right? That is his signature. It's not his style. It's just his signature. There must be something exploding if he directs a particular movie. All right? So find your signature and then use that to make your presentation, your portfolio cohesive. All right? Now, okay. Now, while you're putting together pieces and, uh, uh, and things for your portfolio, decide on how many pieces to include ahead of time. All right? I will talk about whether you need to change and update this later. But first, number five, decide on how many pieces you want to include. The suggestion may depend on who you ask, but go for quality, not quantity. All right, maybe you want to include 20 of your works, and if you find out that you only have 15 good ones that you are actually very proud of, please do not include the remaining five that you're not proud of. Leave it at 15. Okay, it's not a must. In fact, if five is the only thing you are completely sure of, Put those top five in your portfolio only. Do not add anything else. Okay? So it's not a matter of uh, quantity, putting a lot of your work in there. It's a matter of putting your best foot forward, but determine the quantity you want in there. Okay? Whether it's a, as a means of you being able to control uh, how you update or constantly review it, just know that ahead. Number six go for high resolution. If you are working with images on the visual end of things, or you have to take pictures of your work, go for high resolution. In this digital aid where a lot of things can be downloaded and zoom into some of those little, little things, a little quirks in your design that exactly are not working or well that you think nobody would notice, would actually get zoomed in. People can tell what's wrong with your images. So go for high resolution images. Even if you don't, uh, if you're not presenting a physical uh, portfolio, go for high resolution across all platforms, all right? Then number seven, stay current, okay? Stay current. Don't include anything older than a couple of years. They say, uh, they, they say it's a you don't include anything uh, older than three years ago because you will look like, uh, why Putting things in your portfolio that suggest that you have been here for a long time might say, oh, this guy's experienced, but also say, this guy's old. 
is stiff. Okay, so it is best for you in the course of uh, putting together your portfolio to try and add things that are as current as possible because the people that are viewing your portfolio will be looking at doing something now, not something from five years ago. Yeah, a couple of things from a couple of years back, like five years ago, if it says much about the impact your creative designs have had in the past, it's okay. But also know that it might get you dated. If, for instance, the last award you won was seven years ago, or the last impactful design you worked on was four or five years ago, it doesn't ring well for your work. It, it shows a decline. Remember, one of the things that your portfolio helps uh, potential employers or financiers look at is assess your learning growth, your learning progress. How far have you come? Your achievements. Okay, that they can see that. So they might easily see that. Okay, this guy has been designed for so long, but the last time he made anything impactful was three years ago or four years ago. So why should I work with this guy? Okay, show things that are current. All right, things that show the trends of the present moment you are in, the techniques that are being used right now, and the technology that is being used now because these things changed. Four years ago, the trends, techniques, and technology you were working with are not the things you are working with right now. So show things that will show your potential clients how you have evolved in your trends, in your techniques, and in the technology you now use to make your work uh, uh, presentable or to get your work done, okay? Otherwise, those works are going to look dated, okay? All right, now, in all together, in all uh, overview, number eight here, Remember to keep your brand going, okay? Um, once you have the final pieces selected, make sure they are cohesive. We've talked about that they must work together, that they form your brand. Note this, while you're preparing your portfolio to get people to look at you and then uh, review your progress and your quality of work, they must be able to put you in a box. Yeah, it sounds funny, but everybody that's looking at anything as a human being, we are all constantly looking for labels for things, somewhere to just define it. We're looking for definition. It's a part of the human condition. We are constantly looking for a way to just define something. Okay, this is a laptop or a tablet. Um, you have to call it something. You can't call it a laptop. Okay, it's a hybrid. So we give it a name. We always constantly look for a brand to attach whatever it is that we're building to. So you must ensure that what your portfolio says presents and represents your brand. Okay, you don't want your portfolio to look like a group work, or you don't want your portfolio to look like a different brand work or somebody else's work. So that when people see, they are like, "Hey, wait a minute, is this Fuji's work? Or no, it's a Chukemeka's work. Or no, it's Aruma's work. No, they should be able to say it's Chukemeka outright. Immediately see, they should know it's you. Okay, so ensure that your brand is kept, which might be important uh, to note that you need to have a brand prior. So before you even start to build the portfolio, think about your brand, what do you represent? Creativity, cleanliness, neatness, um, uh, cheerfulness, fun, adventure, what is your brand? Define who you are, define your brand, define your identity. We have talked about this uh, a while back. So define your identity and make sure that your portfolio goes along with defining that. So include your brand in your portfolio. Number nine, we have mentioned this, but it's okay to see, add this now, Non-client work is okay to include. In fact, from my experience, the best work most creative people do is not the ones clients are paid for, all right? You find yourself able to create a lot better when you're not under the pressure of a deadline, when you're not under the pressure of specific guidelines towards creating something. 
So some of those uh, freestyle projects that you did, some of those uh, free renders or doodles that you were working on just in between projects might be exactly the thing that represents your brand better than the solutions you have had or offer for clients. Note, it is not um, enough to just put your entire own only work out there. If you are just new, you have not done any client work, it's okay to actually put only your own expression there. But if you have worked with clients before, it might do you some good to put your clients. It's like good name dropping. Let's be honest. Name drops always work when it comes to portfolio. Oh, I work with Nike or I did some work on Nokia and then I was involved in the iPhone project and then there was... See, name dropping is okay for your portfolio because it gives an immediate assessment of your achievements of where you are coming from. Remember that, your achievements. So name dropping is cool to put in there. And if you haven't worked with any big brands or any brand that, that the names uh, can bring some level of things and people, it's okay too. Go ahead and put up your non-client related work out there. Make sure they are the, they are the best work you've ever come across. All right? Then, you might also want to include um, some write-up about your, your, your um, work when you put up your portfolio. Many projects are probably self-explanatory, as in like you don't need to say anything about those projects, you just put it there and people get it immediately. However, including notes about the project, how you got it, who the client was, what the project's uh, target was, what the, the impact was supposed to be, and then how the project was marketed, everything that goes around how the project was made, even if it's a self-generated project and you have a reason behind it, an idea behind why you started that project, give it a write-up, write something about it so that people can go deeper into your mind. It goes better into assessing your thinking as a creative person, all right? See, your results, your designs, your works, your output might say something about the way you think, but your words, would go into adding extra butter on that bread. That's just it. It's just going to make it only sweeter when your words come on. It gives people an insight into your brain. And then if you wrote it yourself, it actually also goes um, uh, into adding an extra skill into uh, your creative pool out there. That means, oh, this guy can write. Okay, he can actually write something. So people will not just look at you as a designer. They might actually think that you can develop copy as well because you can think in a copy end. So you might even understand copy better as a creative designer out there, all right? As people that are joining on Instagram, Kunle Ogufui, thanks for tuning in. Adex007 UK, ah, ah, my brother, thanks for tuning in. Yenka, and then Green the Campus joined, and Uprising the Payment joined as well. Thank you very much for tuning in, okay? Now, uh, in all, uh, I think Larry Razak joined on, on Facebook, and then Chima Fortune joined as well. So that is that, if you write some notes in there. Now, um, your portfolio might not be complete if you don't add the results. If for some reason you're able to put the impact your work has had on the society as in the results you have gotten, all right, in your portfolio, as part of your portfolio, do so. Whatever platform you're using, whether it's print or digital or online, um, it might pay you to uh, include who else worked on the project and how the result for the project's impact was measured and how successful that project was. If it was a campaign, for instance, if it was a website or if it was a poster or a TV advert or a radio jingle or a movie script or a theater presentation, you might want to add a little bit of notes regarding the results of that particular uh, piece you're adding to your portfolio. Okay, it's not just enough to say, I wrote this stage play that was presented at National Theater or at the Amazon Center. 
it's more to say, and that uh, place sold out ticket two days before the event, and then the audience wanted an encore, and it had to be repeated it's, it, a day later, and people paid again for it, or was able to reach a total amount of days, and now there's a part two of that particular stage play. Those are things that will best sweeten that particular inclusion in your portfolio, okay? So results are a good addition to your portfolio. Number 12, show the process. Okay, now uh, we've talked about how uh, writing the result and writing a little bit about the, the work you have done says uh, a lot about your own mindset as a creative person to be your potential clients and employers or even financiers and investors. Um, showcasing the design process or the process for getting what you have done uh, out might actually go deeper into your brain, even into things that people don't see. You know, um, we see the end result most times. You see the logo, you see the product packaging, you see the play. You don't see the first draft of the movie script. You don't see the first design of the costume. You don't see the, the first um, idea of what the coming title could have been. You don't see the first sketch, all right? Sometimes showing the process, how you arrive from uh, your initial idea to where you are right now, better impresses potential employers and investors. It shows that you don't just arrive at your ideas by accident, that you actually go through a process that it opens up a variety of things. And then who knows, one of those things that you discarded on your, uh, on your way to getting to that final thing might end up being something that client is interested in, okay? We know several movies who end up showing us the, the making of the movie and they show us uh, the initial idea, uh, the first script, the first costume, the first test, uh, the direction they were going before and how things changed. Oftentimes we look at it and go like, wow, if they had done that also, it would have been nice. If they made that into a separate movie, it would have been even awesomer. Because now we can see beyond the first thing we have watched. Not only does that uh, trap us further into the liking for that movie, it also gives us potentials for what is possible with that movie and with even other uh, movie producers out there. So we can see a little bit more into the process actually helps. Okay? So, number 13. If you are building your portfolio online or a website or a blog, try not to use flash or animations. Okay, there's a reason uh, uh, for that. Um, one of the things I learned in the earlier stages of web design when I was still dabbling into web design was um, people don't have that much attention. So if your website takes longer than a couple of seconds to load, there's a problem. If people have to wait for the animation to load before they even see anything on your website, there's a lot more. And if your website takes a lot more data from there, you're going to get a, less, a lot less uh, visitors to that website. Okay? So it's important to reduce the weight, the overall weight of your website. I mean, you're still going to end up using high-resolution images anyway, even though your preview images will be low resolution. Your IRS can be clicked on to show, but putting animation in further loads of the website and further slows down your website loading time. So you might want to consider looking for alternate animation techniques or, or things. So if you have to totally put animation on your online portfolio, if you have to make it as slim as possible, otherwise avoid using flash or animation altogether. Okay, now in all of this, overall, number 14, get a second opinion. No one person, including yourself, knows everything about what your portfolio looks like. You might have put together what you think is your best, most awesome portfolio with your best works in there, and they are particularly great, and then you present it to someone. Someone in your field, someone outside of your field, uh, a brother, an uncle, a cousin, a friend, 
who is actually a business person and if they look at it and they're going to tell you, you know, that particular work should be in there. You shouldn't be considering this in your overall uh, portfolio. So get a second opinion. Your own eyes, your own ideas might not be enough to get it out there. Talk to somebody who understands you and understands your brand and let them tell you what do they think about your portfolio. It will only make for an even awesome portfolio when you get people's opinion in there. Okay? Then the last part of it, this is quite important. This is the one that ends it all. Review, add, delete, and repeat. Okay? For every portfolio, it's like your skill. Constantly evolving. Nothing stays the same forever. So you must change it. So you need to always go back to your portfolio. Not every year. Uh, six months is too long. Four months is too long. Most time, you need to review your portfolio practically every week, every month, just constantly. As soon as you have new projects, as you have, you have done new things, stay on trend. Review your portfolio, add some new stuff, delete some old stuff, and then do that again and again and again. Constantly making sure that your awesome portfolio remains your awesome portfolio. Okay. Now, uh, something comes up immediately. We have mentioned how to make your um, awesome portfolio out there. Let's look at five things you must include in your creative portfolio. Five things that you must be there. We have talked about works. We have been mentioning a lot of things, but there are some key things that are usually not mentioned but need to be part of your portfolio because if they are not, you'll be missing out on a lot, even if you have an immediately awesome portfolio. So five things you must include in your credit portfolio. One, who you are, okay? These days, we are going to any school, if you are going to be in any particular situation, if you are make, um, uh, getting to uh, a, a job, uh, something, they would ask you to tell them who you are. So they write up about you, okay? You need a descriptive, Present. You need to get a narrative about you. Tell a story. Okay. Feel, feel free to share things that, uh, that that even says how you come to love what you do. How you even came about what you do. What was your process? What were you doing before? Have you always been doing this? When exactly did that epiphany hit you that you finally got that this is what you wanted to do? Feel free to have some personal touches to it. How did you get to be this good? How did you even grow from where you are to where you are right now? Who you are should be included as short as you can, as straight to the point as you can, and as descriptive as possible to just get people to read and understand you, who you are, with a few paragraphs. Three paragraphs, two paragraphs, if you can do it in one, hey, that's cool. But keep it short, keep it simple, but say who you are. That's number one of the five things you must include in your creative portfolio. Then, a general description of what you do. So number two, you must include what you do. Even before, uh, you might want to look at it like this. Let's look at it in a progressive way um, from the beginning to the end. So you have your immediate introduction of what people are about to view to your portfolio. Then who you are. People need to meet you. Okay, so who you are. And then what you do. Because there's a variety of things. You say, what do you do? And then you say you're an illustrator. Then they flip the next page to your portfolio and you see websites. Okay, so what you do is the first thing that describes who you are and gets your potential clients or business partners or financiers are prepared to receive your portfolio, to know it, to just prepare to say, okay, he's an illustrator, okay. I'm getting ready for some awesome illustration. Let's see how this goes. All right, so describe what you do. Very clearly, very articulately, exactly what you do. As much as you can, make it very definitive. Okay, don't describe, you know, I'm all sort of things, I'm a variety of things, I don't know. Make it 
straight to the point and exact. Okay, then number three, that one goes without saying examples of your work. Definitely, we have talked about how to put those in. So examples of your work is key to put in there. Then make sure your portfolio is easy to navigate. Put it in an easy to navigate format. You don't want the portfolio where people are wondering, okay, so how do I get out there? Or how do I get to the, uh, to the uh, About Us page or uh, About Who You Are page or What You Do page or anything? Make sure it's easy to navigate so that people can see exactly what you're doing and how it goes in an easy to follow situation. And last but not the least, and basically the most important, how to get in touch with you. I mean, after all this building of portfolio, your goal is to uh, present and demonstrate your skills to potential employers, investors, and financiers, right? So how are they going to get back to you? Okay, so it's important to, to include an immediate means of contact. In fact, if you have a button on the page, if you have a phone number, email, a WhatsApp thing, something they can scan, a QR code that can get them straight to your page, that can get you uh, straight onto their lives, that is better. Okay, a means of contacting you should also be in your portfolio. Put that in. Okay, now, quick recap. Um, a good portfolio contains the following. Uh, a good portfolio reinforces your personal brand and allows your personality, your personality to shine through. Okay, number two, the, um, the content of a portfolio is focused and displays the kind of work you want to pursue and the kind of work you have pursued in the past. All right, um, a portfolio should showcase your best work and leave viewers wanting more. Okay, so a portfolio is sort of like a teaser, you know, a very high-end teaser with all the things that you do, showcasing it enough for people to uh, like what you do, enough for them to say, hey, wait, 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 is this all? Is that all? Please, I want to see more. I want him to work for me. I want, him to, I want to see more of this guy. Okay, then your portfolio should be easy to navigate and position your work in the spotlight. That is what your portfolio should do on the immediate. Okay, and at the end, your portfolio should include a clear call to action that inspires people to follow up on you, that inspires anybody that sees your portfolio to immediately want to follow up on you. Something that they don't have to uh, leave your portfolio to go and do. Something they can do on the spot, all right? It's better once they are on your portfolio, keep them there and make sure they can call you immediately. In fact, if for no reason, give them a reason to just, um, just for fun, all right? I've been to a website where you can actually play a game on the website. Okay, you, I mean, if you have nothing to do at all at the end of it, you can play a game right there and it keeps you on that person's portfolio enough to remember the portfolio next time you're online. That, oh, where's that game I was playing the other time? Click on that and then you're back on that person's portfolio. Very soon, you're going to recommend that person for one person or the other. Okay, so keep a clear cut thing. And that was something I learned a while back uh, that people don't even realize that you can use something as simple as your invoice. To spare as a portfolio platform. Yeah, your invoice. When you send uh, invoices out or letters of introduction out to clients or your call cards, they can actually act immediately as your portfolio. How many of us have QR codes embedded on our call cards uh, that can be scanned and will take people immediately to your website or your blog? Hmm? Think about that. All right. Now, the question is always on, and because of our descriptions here, I'm sure you have uh, asked the question. Should you go for a digital online uh, portfolio or a physical portfolio? All right, the answer should be immediately obvious. Go for both. All right, 
be present across all the platforms everybody's using. Let's, uh, let's look at the situation. So you are in that two-minute elevator pitch situation and you are talking to this person. You might want to have a tablet with you that contains a PDF of the works that you have done that you can actually show that person immediately on your tablet. That's a digital uh, form of your particular portfolio. And if that person has Bluetooth on their phone within the one minute that it takes from up there to get down to the, to the ground floor, you can Bluetooth them your particular portfolio in digital format. Or if you have a print brochure of your portfolio, you can actually push it out from your bag and give to that person right there on the spot before the elevator ends. Or you can give them your www.this, or I'm on Facebook, I'm on this, I'm on that. Now, immediately you can see even the elevator pitch situation. Some things become immediately more impactful. You can see it. Being able to show um, uh, something on your tablet immediately and Bluetooth or uh, send something to them right on the spot or give them a physical copy of your brochure can actually uh, make better impact than directing them to a website somewhere or a Facebook page somewhere or an Instagram page somewhere that they can check your work out. Okay? So it's easy to have, uh, it's better to have all the platforms covered. So speaking of platforms, um, where are online platforms that you can? A setup to showcase your portfolio. All right, I'll mention the obvious first. Um, you can actually create a portfolio using Facebook, basically creating a page for your service, your works, your skills that showcases the work you have done. And oftentimes, one of the advantages of Facebook might be the ability to pack a, to create albums for specific projects that make it easier for people to view. Remember, don't bore people, don't over-include uh, things that will make it difficult to scan through your therapy. Nobody has the data all the time to go through everything up there. Then you can also use Instagram as an online portfolio platform for yourself, okay? It's a, it's a photo app and then it shows you, I mean, it, it, it makes it easier to showcase images, videos of what you have done right there on the spot and then you can also add um, uh, link points that will actually take people immediately to other areas of uh, your work or where your work can be. If you are into web design, for instance, you can put links of your websites or uh, the work you have done on your Instagram profile or on your Facebook pages uh, uh, posts when you do that. Okay, then we have other platforms like Behance.net uh, and then we have DeviantArt. You can also create your platform as a, as a, on, on WordPress, okay, like a blog. And you can also create it like a blog on Blogger and other things. And then you might want to get um, a whole website for yourself as well. And then putting your portfolio, people don't think about it. You know your portfolio can actually be presented as a magazine on several uh, publishing platforms, okay? That can be downloaded and accessed for free, like lulu.com, like um, Issue, all right? Present your portfolios like a comic book, like a magazine that people can download for free on this uh, platform as well. And then you might not consider it, you can actually use your, a WhatsApp uh, group to create a portfolio sharing setup for yourself, okay? Now, be careful about that one. Um, you need to get people on. Okay, we have a little bit of issue on the um, uh, uh, Instagram thing. I think Instagram is going to go off any second now but we're going to be back with you guys. Thank you very much for tuning in on Instagram. And then we have Nuri Nade Bule, Taiwuli Shola, Esther and Oluwa Tony Adeyemi tuning in on Facebook as well. Thank you very much. Now, with all these guys, you understand one thing clearly. Your portfolio is as important as the skills you possess. All right? Nobody's going to find you if you don't have something to immediately show. If somebody meets you somewhere 
and then you're not able to show them what you can do right there on the spot, it might be the difference between failure in what you're doing and success in what you're doing, okay? And I know this has happened a lot of times. A lot of uh, people come to the office, male and female, or they're artists, I'm budding artists, I'm budding writer, I'm budding colorist, I'm budding this, and I say, do you have your works here? And there's a zero. It should not be so, okay? Because if I want to make a decision about employing you or giving you a project or contracting something out to you right now, what I can see is what I'll be able to work on. If you tell me to go check out your Facebook page, I'm in the middle of something when you came in. I probably want to stop you to go checking that out. You are the one that wants to show me what you have to do. I'm not the one looking for you. So you should be ready to present me your work at any point in time. Walk around with your sketchpad. Scan all your drawings. Scan all your work into your phone. Get a tablet. Whatever level of tablet it is, get something you can use to showcase your work to people around at all times, create a digital uh, portfolio of your, of your work through any of your design platforms, other corridor, Illustrator, Photoshop, whatever, create a PDF of your portfolio that represents you, introduces you, and provides links to your contacts, and then make it available at the moment's notice for anybody. Okay, I've received portfolios that are not exactly so awesome. I've received ones that are completely awesome and I'm blown away by it. I've even seen things in sketchpads that shows much more about what this person can do than what I've seen on their online posts. Okay, so you know that it's important for you. You must constantly keep that up. So with that, guys, thank you very much for tuning in. I hope that from today on, if you haven't done it, you're going to pay better attention to how you put your portfolios together because it will make or mark your particular demonstration of skills to potentials out there. And you might think nobody's looking at your Facebook page. You might think nobody's looking at your Instagram page or that particular blog you set up or things. You'll be surprised at the kind of people who are checking you out on the internet on a daily basis. And like we said, um, your portfolio will go to places where you won't be. Okay, so make sure it's awesome. Put it together with thoughts. Ensure that you put your best foot forward to make sure that when your portfolio hits wherever it is, it hits them and creates that call. It just your number just rings in their head and they call you up for that project. All right, guys, thank you very much. If you're just tuning in, well, you are not exactly completely off it. You can catch me say goodbye, but you can watch this video on my page later on, and you can download the podcast and listen to it on. Um, www.anchor.fm and yes we are putting some stuff up on easybox.com it's a platform created by Nigerian and we're trying to get kids that are trying to end that some episodes are there we're going to put a lot more episodes uh, from the past on that platform check Uzibox out that's u-z-i-b-o-x check it out now in closing guys remember this um it's always about sharing. It's always about communicating. If you have an idea, if you have a comment, if you have something you want somebody to understand or you have something to share regarding the topic today or other topics we have talked about or even topics you would like us to talk about, please put it up in the comments or check out my page for that particular survey and write up your comments in there. Okay? Remember, three things are still going to happen before the year runs out. If you think Lagos Comic Con was awesome, well, get ready for some more awesomeness for the rest of the year. Unicorn 2018, the emergence is coming out, guys. Watch out for that.
Comic Connect is going to happen too. And we have the Ibadan Comic Con. Yes, the Ibadan Comic Con. See, it is going to be proper Ibadan something. Yeah? <laughs> we are going to put that together. I'm sure you know, the organizers are putting things together to make all these three events awesome for everybody, guys. And then we have a lot of guests planned for this show with all these events coming up. Definitely, we're going to need to bring a lot of people to come and share uh, the, the, the story behind those events and how we plan to make these events awesome for all of us out there. Watch out for more of that, the announcement we made as we go on. So until next week, guys, until I see you again, remember you can't stop yourself is the only reason why you're on this planet. You must continuously create all that I try. I'll see you guys next week. <laughs>